We are uh, action-packed today, would be the best way to put it, on the Bill Michaels Show. This Tuesday edition, good to have you on board. Saw a good game last night. Finally, finally saw a good game last night. Had the Eagles getting a little bit of uh, revenge after the Super Bowl loss last year. The Eagles, who I did not look good in the first half of that game, and I thought, oh boy, this is going to be where uh, the Kansas City Chiefs kind of own them. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have not been, been a good second-half scoring team all season long. That being said, they um, they uh, the Eagles uh, come back and get a win. Nice win last night. So good stuff. Uh, if you're saying there's no audio, it's on your end because I can hear audio on my end and I can hear and I can see the meters moving. So if you don't have audio, don't know what to tell you. Uh, welcome into the program. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. And if you want to give us a shout, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, also, if you uh, want to get a hold of us on the uh, if you want to get a hold of us on the uh, the YouTube channel, go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. You can find us there. Also, you can uh, find us on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show, all those good play- places. So there you go. There you go. Um, Grant Bills, how you doing today? That was a good one. We finally got a good game last night. So it was a good game. It was it was slow and it was it was a defensive struggle. I have no problem with that. I, however, wanted to see the Chiefs win, and I am angry at MVS once again. It feels like 2019, 2020, all over again. I'm mad at MVS for dropping a, a deep pass that would have been a touchdown. Interesting. MVS, gone. <laughs> gone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, MVS, uh, you know what? He, he did so many good things down the stretch last year. Uh, for them, and this year just uh, that big play, oh, well, you know, he'll bounce back. I mean, he's still a fan favorite, and he's still a favorite of Patrick Mahomes. And I mean, it's not like he's Tariq Hill, don't get me wrong, but nevertheless, uh, he'll bounce back, so I'm not overly concerned about it. Uh, what else do we have today? we got Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions, going to be joining us coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, so we'll be talking with Dan Miller. Also, uh, we have today, uh, we don't have Mike Clemens. Who, we have another guest. Well, Jim Ozarski. Jim Ozarski, one of our regulars, is going to be on with us today. We're going to check in with the Milwaukee Bucks. And then we've got basically, uh, we've got our picks. We've got uh, buy or sell today. we got some what do we miss. we got all that kind of stuff uh, coming up today because we have got a whole boatload of things to get to because I'm not here tomorrow. So we've got to get our picks in. We've got to look around the rest of the NFL, uh, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, by the way, tomorrow, so our flight was changed. We were going to leave like at 9. Our flight's been changed to 7 a.m. And also, uh, our flight uh, has also been, um, I I guess, when when it goes to 7 a.m., they tell you you need to get there at a a specific time, and that would be the hour of 4 a.m. Because it's the busiest travel day of the year. I guess. So, there you go. At least that's what they're telling us. 4 a.m., so I guess getting up at 3.30 or something like that is going to be kind of crazy tomorrow. That sounds like the most – I hate getting up early. And, like, if I were you, Bill, I wouldn't sleep all night. I would just lay there angry about how I had to wake up, and I would be dreading it. That – I do not envy you tomorrow. Yep. So, that's – 
that's our deal. That's what's happening tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Tomorrow, it, it wouldn't be like it, we get in at relatively early, so it's not awful. It's, it's not like it's just a, a terrible situation because we get in tomorrow, um, I think at like 4 o'clock is our arrival time. We get in at 4 o'clock tomorrow. So that's not too bad. I can live with that. I can go with that tomorrow. So anyway, uh, that being said, we've got to that coming up tomorrow and uh, then, you know, off for uh, a few days. Well, we're going to be doing the Gringo Postgame Show live in uh, Rhode Island where we are going to be uh, still watching the game and feasting and all that kind of good stuff. But we will uh, discuss the Packers and the Lions. Here's the question. And I had a, a, a – and who, who was this? i got to make sure I attribute this right. This is from Dwayne. Dwayne says – Hey, Bill, is this the biggest game of the year for the Green Bay Packers? They got knocked out by the Lions last year. The Lions beat the hell out of them this year because they're not going to win the division. Would this be, like, their big game? Yeah, for all those reasons. You know, um, I don't think it's their biggest. I mean, if 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 they keep – let's just say they keep winning, then no, it's not their biggest game. It's a revenge game. I don't doubt that. But let's say that they steal one of two between – the Lions in Kansas City. I'm just throwing this out there, okay? And we talked about it yesterday. We said, look, nine wins might get you in. And what's really interesting, I don't know if you've seen the playoff predictions and the standings and such, but if you look at the standings and then you look at, like, the wild card standings, the Packers are right there. The, the Packers are right there. It's, it's really weird. Because when you get into the playoff scenario, uh, and I'm, I'm just clicking on it now because I'm going to go through it real quick, but you have got the first team waiting to get in is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they win the tiebreaker over Atlanta and the Rams based upon best win percentage in conference games. Uh, division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Tampa Bay. Atlanta wins the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay based on their head-to-head win percentage. So the Packers at four and six are the first team right now on the outside looking in. Can you believe that? The first team right now. So Detroit, if the playoffs were today, Detroit would face Minnesota, San Francisco would face Seattle, and New Orleans would face Dallas. Philadelphia would have the bye. And then the first team on the outside looking in would be the Green Bay Packers. Who knew? So if the Packers should get a win, (laughs) excuse me, between one of these two teams, it's quite possible that nine wins will get you in. I and again, I I, this is like dare to dream type of moments and stuff. So I don't want to really get too deep into the weeds on this. But if the if the playoffs were today, the Packers would be the first one out. They'd be right there on the edge. Stupid. Crazy, I know. But it is what it is. Uh, By the way, also, for those that are sending me the... (laughs) uh, I got this... Did you see the comparison between Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love? What what specifically? Which specific comparison? I saw a couple. On one hand, on on the left-hand side of the page, it says, MVP favorite, Jalen Hurts. (laughs) Gives his measurements, and then it says, 24-97 in yards, 15 touchdowns nine picks then on the other side it's like he's not the guy 
Jordan Love, 2,331 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 10 picks. And they're they're proclaiming that Jalen that that basically Jordan Love is not only the guy, but he could be an MVP candidate at this point. Is is what I'm looking at. And that was sent to me. Uh, that was sent to me by Bob, who sent it to me from somebody else, who then sent it from the diehard Packers fan group. I'm like, no, just stop. People are out there smoking rope at this point. Just stop. <laughs> it's like you're insisting he has to be the guy. He may he may be, but if you're sitting here trying to insinuate that he's only one interception away and a few hundred yards away from being the MVP of the league, you have no idea about anything regarding football. None. Well, I think I, I just maybe maybe that comparison shows that Jordan Love really doesn't have to do that much to win football games. You know what I mean? Maybe that's maybe. what the Packers are banking on. It's like, well, look, the Eagles yeah. have a system set up for for Jalen Hurts, and a lot of those turnovers were earlier in the year. And Hurts does the quarterback sneak stuff too, so that's you can't really compare that part of their their games. But the idea is Jordan Love doesn't have to put up stupid numbers, and that's evidenced right. by you know a guy like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, but that's the insinuation that they're trying to make. So I wanted to deal with that first thing this morning because I want to be just like, don't send it to me anymore. Stop. I've seen it. I don't want to look at it. There's no there there. There really isn't. So we'll 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 talk about things later down the road. Okay. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, we, a lot of emails. Uh, this one was from last night saying, uh, did you see Travis Kelsey ends up dropping a couple of passes last night? It was because Tay Tay wasn't in the house. And, uh, that's from Nikki. (laughs) Nikki. Oh, this is the kind of stuff that I wake up to. And you know what? It's amusing. I I appreciate the fact that people actually sit down and take a time, take time to, to write that and, and find it comical or what have you, but, and look at, is if I'm rendering opinion, but no, it's, it was just a weird night last night. I, I love the fact that it was a rain game. I wish the rain would have been a little bit harder, but I love the fact that it was a rain game. I love the fact that it went back and forth. I love the fact that basically the, the Kansas city chiefs were dominating the first half. You know, I, I just, I, I love all of that. Nick Sirianni after the game talking about the, the, what the magnitude of this game and what it meant to them. And, and, yeah, it hurt last year when they ended up getting knocked off uh, in, the, uh, in the Super Bowl. And, you know, had it not been for the fumble and the loss, Jalen Hurts would have probably ended up being the MVP of the Super Bowl. He had something to prove last night. And he, he played extremely well, you know. But I found it entertaining. I enjoyed it. It was good football. We got a good one. And I was excited about that last night. So we got a good one. I did a whole all kinds of stuff running around the house. I had TVs on in almost every room, so I didn't miss anything. Just running around, getting work done yesterday. It was great. Great day yesterday. Great, great day. Um, So I want to know. I want to know what your opinion is. Because let's say the Packers don't don't have a legitimate shot at making it to the postseason. Okay? Maybe they're starting to play better. Maybe the – I'm going with the positive here. I'm looking at things as glasses half full. So let's just say, like I said, Packers are first out right now. They've got some tiebreakers. If they get a win over Detroit, it's another win in the conference. It's another win in the division. If they get a win, they split with Detroit and Kansas City, and then they've got some bad opponents coming up. They they take the Bears. They take uh, Tampa Bay. They take uh, the New York Giants. I mean, there, there could be a legitimate shot at finding – they got one more with the Vikings, but that's in Minnesota. But it, they still 
if they could knock off either Kansas City or Detroit, then that Vikings game becomes a little bit of a cushion if you get into the tiebreaker aspect of it. But it would still, if they win the rest of them, would give them nine wins. They could be on the, uh, you know, right on the cusp of making it to the postseason. But if they're not, how big of a game, statement-wise, is this game coming up on Thursday? How I mean, th- this is like the Lions have finally grown up. They have taken their first steps. They they did that last year. They came in, and you, really Aaron Rodgers, pissed them off, and they took it out on you, and they went after you, and they won the ball game. They knocked you out. And then they came in, and they clocked you again, and they beat your ass in front of your hometown fans with a lot of their fans infiltrating Lambeau Field earlier this year. So they did that. So this game coming up on Thursday, not that you're going to knock them out, but that this could then bolster your position as a, you know, walk but don't run, but starting to, you know, maybe jog a little bit type of franchise where you're trying to get back to good. You're trying to put your feet in the right direction. Maybe things are starting to come together. How big of a game is this this coming Thursday for the Green Bay Packers? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. If you're looking for something to take home tonight, take home meals. They're all over inside the coolers at Quick Trip. So many different flavors, so many different styles, so many different things, whether it's fried chicken or the mac and cheese. So much to choose from at Quick Trip. They have the hot foods, the cold foods, and then all the staples. The bread, the milk, the eggs, the butter, you name it, they've got it. That's our friends at Quick Trip. And you can continue to earn rewards every time you use your Quick Rewards card as well in many different areas. And they're giving away a Chevy Colorado pickup truck at the end of the season, compliments of uh, them and the Green Bay Packers. So plenty of things going on at Quick Trip. Stop in and tell them we This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11-30-2023. Tonight, turn some college hoops on, take it easy, finish packing, do a little grill before we get to bed early. Stop down Robert Specialty Meats yesterday when I was out running around, and I picked up one of these small, personal Al Capone roasts. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. Can't wait. If you're thinking about, oh, by the way, if you're looking for anything for your holiday feast, They've got it. You can even go into towards Christmas. You can order turkeys, 
You can order hams, you whatever it is you want, you can order it. He can get it ready for you and they give it right there to you. And they do so much custom stuff as well. And whether you want to go traditional or you want to do tenderloin or you want to do something else, I mean, whatever it happens to be, they are your hometown butcher. That is Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha. Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha in downtown Waukesha. Sunset Drive, as a matter of fact, to be specific. Sunset Drive in Waukesha. There we go. Got all the sound issues worked out. People were panicking. So there you go. So how big of a game is this? Grant, how big of a game is this in your eyes for the Packers? This would I'd put a lot more emphasis on this game if the Packers were healthier. Like it, I don't think Aaron Jones is going to play. For example, if Luke Musgrave and Dontavian Wicks don't play in this game and the Packers already don't have a secondary to speak, let's say Jair doesn't play again, no Douglas, no Stokes, it they, they might just be so banged up on a short week where I I I might not throw this game away, but it's it's really going to be hard to get a read on on how far this team has come since the first matchup if half the guys aren't going to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, and, and Marv over on the live stream brings up a great point. He said, I think this is game is more of a litmus test on how well this team has progressed since the last time these two teams played. Um, Ronald says, it's just a draft position game for me, uh, the optimist. And... Um, this one is uh, from Michael, who says this is an important game, win or lose. They need to be competitive in this game. I think it's an important game. I agree with most of that sentiment. I agree where I want to see them continue to play better. You've played the Steelers, who have now fired their offensive coordinator. After all this time, Matt Canada is finally now gone. So all the complaining, and maybe it's been it's too little too late, but we'll see. I mean, I, I guess when Najee Harris spoke out, this past week, and everybody saw the uh, the video of him speaking out, talking about how it was just unacceptable and what are they doing. And, you know, that was when I think Mike Tomlin went, oh, if I keep this guy, maybe I'm going to lose my locker room. Because Mike, Mike Tomlin is all about accountability. And with Mad Canada, it's not working. And everybody knows it. And you can't talk about accountability and then keep your friend because he's your friend. You know, that's why that's why, you know, for a while there with with Packers fans and still to a certain extent, the whole thing, the whole argument was, you know, you can't allow this defense to keep, you know, living death by a thousand cuts. The offense isn't doing a whole lot. And then the defense has to go back out on the field and they play this, you know, softer style of defense. Just keep it in front of you and allow them to march right down the field. That's why people were screaming so loudly for the head of Joe Barry as well. And it's a legitimate scream. Like, look, if, if this guy isn't going to get it done and you're talking about our accountability, where's his accountability? So um, the, Mike Tomlin went ahead and made the move. So anyway, my point being, they played a team that has now fired their offensive coordinator. They played a team this past weekend that was uh, rather inept, I guess, might be the best way to put it, um, in the Chargers, and their head coach is – very much the same defensively speaking though he's very much looking as if he's going to be on his way out so now you've got a team that's got everything rolling right for them seemingly and they have been they've either had luck or comeback wins or they've dominated I've always said you know it you can repeat it with me you got to be good you got to be lucky you got to get hot you got to be healthy to win championships well the, the Lions have done all of that this year for the most part so they're going into a really tough place to play on a holiday, a standalone game in the whole world, and everybody's going to be sitting there watching, 
getting ready for everybody else's feast. So you, you've got that because you don't have any other game going on at that particular time slot. Now you do have other games that day, but you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, that being said, I, uh, I think that uh, this game is important for the Green Bay Packers in many ways. In many regards. I like the idea that this is a measuring stick game to show how far they've come yeah. since the last time they played. But I'm looking at the injury report right now. Jair, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark, A.J. Dillon, Rudy Ford, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins. I mean, it, it goes on and on. So if right. they don't have, it, let's say Musgrave and Wicks don't play, for example. Well, those guys are making strides. They're, they're big reasons why the Packers have been succeeding the last couple of weeks. And if they're not out there, I, I'm not saying this game doesn't matter, but the Packers are really in a tough spot. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Tell me if this makes sense. Billy says, please stop winning. If an Amazon delivery driver was still missing, misdelivering packages after four years, they would be fired. What the hell does that mean? I'm trying to see the comparison, but what the hell does that mean? Do you get that, Grant? I think he's he saying that about- Jordan Love is an Amazon delivery driver that keeps misdelivering packages. Okay. okay. He's, uh, I wasn't sure if he's talking about like Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, Joe Barry. I didn't get it. I didn't get it, but okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you look at the Packers injury report <laughs> versus the Lions. The Lions have four guys on the injury report. That's it. That's it. Now, Jair has the shoulder. He, and, again, they did not practice yesterday. This is all a estimation as to what it would be. So he has the shoulder. He's limited. Corey Ballantyne's got a shoulder. He would be limited. Devondre Campbell with the neck uh, would probably be out. Uh, we would not participate. Kenny Clark's got a shoulder. Josiah Aguara's got the hip. And I don't know how bad the hip is, but they would say he would not have participated. Uh, A.J. Dillon has a groin issue. He would be limited. Rudy Ford with the bicep. Rashawn Gary with the shoulder. Um, Elton Jenkins with a knee. He would be limited, but we've known that all season long. Aaron Jones with the knee would not be on the practice field yesterday. I can't imagine that he's he's going to be there. I, I just can't. Luke Musgrave with the abdomen issue. I would. I, I don't know how he felt yesterday uh, because they would have him listed as did not participate. I. I would find it because I watched him come off the field. I even noted it on Twitter and said he got up kind of gingerly and he came to the side and he kept stretching his right side. He kept like grabbing it. And it, it, it looks like, you know, if you get like a, a spasm in a muscle or something like that, they call it an abdomen issue, but he kept trying to stretch it out, but he went back and played. So I don't know how bad that is. If they would just be giving him the day off or like he woke up yesterday and was just really sore. I, I don't know. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon would be limited with that ankle. Uh, Darnell Savage, um, he's ready to come back from the injured reserve list, which would be great. Uh, He would be limited in practice with the calf issue, and if he could come back, that would be huge. Then there's Christian Watson with his shoulder, uh, Dontavian Wicks in the concussion protocol right now, and that's not good. And then Emmanuel Wilson uh, with the shoulder, and he would be pretty much out, I believe because he did not look good at all. Packers did bring in a couple of running backs they're familiar with, um, just to back up A.J. Dillon. But, yeah, that's that's a mash unit right now. That's a mash unit. Man, they are all banged up. And, unfortunately, that's part of the game. That's part of the game. 
You know, I remember years when the Packers, much like the Lions, come into the game with three or four guys banged up, maybe one guy they've lost for the season, and they've other than that, they've been relatively healthy. You know, it's just it is what it is, unfortunately. The last couple of weeks have taken their toll on the uh, Green Bay Packers. So, uh, 877-867-1670. What happens if this banged up, say the game ends up 24-21 or 24-20? I know there's no moral victories in football. No, no, no player will tell you there's a moral victory, you know. But would that be a moral victory? Would that give you even more optimism? If that was a 24-20, 24-21 type of game. What's the spread in this one? It's eight, 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 eight and a half? All three games on Thanksgiving are more than a touchdown spread. I don't have the Packers spread in front of me. I would imagine it's between seven and eight and a half, seven, seven and nine, somewhere in there. Okay. I'll pull it up. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to ask Dan. Like, we're going to talk with Dan Miller here in a couple minutes. It'll be interesting right. to ask him if the Lions lose or struggle this week after really almost losing to the Bears on Sunday. What does that mean from a Lions perspective? Right. Right? How would they yeah. feel about that? The line is uh, Detroit minus 7.5, by the way. Minus 7.5. Okay. So, eh, okay. If, say, the Packers, you know, don't win, but they cover that. Is that, a, like, kind of a moral victory? I, I mean, if Wicks and Musgrave, for example, don't play, yeah. I, I think absolutely. Right? Especially oh, God, yeah. Be, because last time they played the Lions, and the final score doesn't do that game justice, the Packers were blown off the ball. They were dominated on the lines of scrimmage. They weren't right. organized. They were committing. Like, it was a catastrophe. So if this game is competitive in any way, if the Packers are missing as many guys as I think they're going to be missing, 100%, yeah. Let's do this. We got Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions, going to be joining us. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up, right? Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Welcome back. Good to have you. Packers getting ready to take on the Detroit Lions. Lions. Lions are getting it done. They uh, they really kind of did the uh, launching pad last year and then, uh, you know, shut down the Green Bay Packers and, you know, canceled out their postseason hopes. Really beat them up at Lambeau Field in a really ugly kind of game. Manhandled them more than anything. And now they get ready to uh, kind of rematch again this uh, this Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, the first game out of the shoot. All the eyes are on Detroit and to talk more about it. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, is here. Dan, how you been, pal? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you? We're doing great and looking forward to this. Um, this At the beginning of the season, all we kept saying was, is we're waiting to see which direction the Lions go. Do they go back to being the Lions or do they grow up and they take that next step? Boy, have they, man. A game like last week, they would have lost. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, we've lost that game so many times. Um, you know, it was just a game where for 57 minutes they didn't do much right, and then all of a sudden they figured it out and found a way to win. And, you know, more often than not, I think the book on the Lions was they would find a way to lose. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a great start. Um, they're doing a lot of good things, and I think that as you look at where they are right now, it's kind of – I think in some ways the division just played out the way that people thought it would, and that's – 
the Lions, I think you and I talked about this before. I think the, the main reason they were favored, they just had fewer questions to answer than, you know, Green Bay, who was making a massive switch at quarterback, and, and Minnesota, who's played well and, and probably, you know, would be right in that race if not for the Kirk Cousins injury. And, and you know, Dobbs has played well, and then Chicago's still figuring things out. So, uh, look, long way to go. Uh, they've done a nice job getting a two-and-a-half game lead, but um, they got to continue and finish. We've seen good starts in Detroit before and, and had somebody chase us down from behind. So I think the, the key thing is that they just try to go out there every week and keep winning. They're putting up on average well over 30 points, uh, high 20s, low 30s, and they've even dropped 40 more than a few times this season. My question is, what the hell happened in Baltimore? Because I thought that the the Lions were poised to go in there and go toe-to-toe. I didn't pick them to win the game, but I thought, man, this is going to be one of those really physical bloodbath type of games where these guys are going to go at it, and they got dump trucked. What happened there? Yeah, they, they just got run. I mean, it's one of those days that uh, the other team has a heck of a game, and you don't have a very good game, and you add it up, and you're on the wrong side of a, of a lopsided score, and, and Jackson was great and they just did everything they wanted to do offensively. The Lions didn't do anything to stop them. And look, the Lions have had a couple of really concerning defensive days this year, including, you know, the game against the Chargers, uh, where the Chargers scored touchdowns on their final five possessions, the game against the Ravens that you're talking about, where they fell behind so quickly that really the game plan went out the window, and it was just trying to figure out some way to get back in it, and it was just a bad recipe and uh, for anything good to happen that day. But, um, yeah, look, the Lions offense is good. It, it's built around that offensive line where they put a lot of assets. They've got two good running backs. They've got plenty of weapons for Jared Goff to throw to. If there's a concern right now, it is that defense. It's the other side of the ball where they – have had trouble stopping people this year at times. It's, it's, it's odd because, you know, you go back to the Raiders game and the Raiders had one drive against them the entire game. There's two other games this year where they haven't even allowed a touchdown. They just allowed two field goals. So it's kind of been up and down. But, uh, you know, it, it, if you look at the troubling games and project that against the Philadelphia or San Francisco, uh, that gives you pause if, you, if you're looking forward. They've got to get better in some areas on defense. Amra St. Brown, two, uh, 102 yards away from already being at 1,000 yards on the season, still with seven games yet to play. Talk about him, and I, I just – I never saw this. I mean, I knew he was good. I never saw he was this good. He's a great player. I mean, he, he's an absolute star, and he's everything that you want in a player based on his work ethic, uh, his drive, his desire to be great, uh way he, you know, gets along with his teammates. He's a great example by – the way that he, he acts on the field and off. Um, he, he is just, you don't see many of this. I've been doing this for a long time, and you just don't see many with the absolute drive that he has to be great and, you know, manufacture things in his head to, to drive him even further, whether it's being passed over in the draft, which is not manufactured because he was. But, you know, every single week, there's something that's going to drive him, whether it's a player on the other team that he wants to be better than or anything. It's, it's that Jordan-esque way of, of just getting something in your head that, that drives you, makes you angry, and makes you better. And uh, he is just, you know, maybe the only thing he doesn't have is that breakaway speed to, to take a team over the top. But he can run away from you. He can run by you uh, with the football. He is tough to tackle. He is great with his hands. Jared Goff has absolute 100% trust in him in the most critical of situations. And, um, 
look, he's just uh, look. We're we're early in his career, but he is tracking to be one of one of the greats in this franchise. I mean, if he continues along this line, um, that's what you're looking at here because he's already you know bypassing guys like Herman Moore uh, with some of the numbers that he's putting up and and getting up in the area of Calvin Johnson with some of the numbers that he's putting up. Uh, as a receiver and and just numbers of of catches and yards and consistency. Uh, I look at uh, a guy like Sam Laporta. You talk about Amra St. Brown. You got the dual running backs in Montgomery and Gibbs and then Laporta. It it seems like you've got all the weapons in all the right places. Like things are just clicking offensively. You started with that offensive line and the assets they put into it. But is this probably the best offense you've seen in more than a decade? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I mean, they had some good ones with Stafford, but they never really had balance. They never had the ability to run the ball. I mean, there was one year, maybe 2013, 2014, where they had George Bell and Reggie Bush, where they ran it a little bit. But this team has the ability to beat you with the pass or beat you with the run, and it's it's that line and it's those two running backs. And, And that balance, I think, is what keeps defenses kind of frozen for a second until they figure out what Jared Goff's going to do, and then sometimes it's too late. And you know, it's by design. This is what they wanted to put around Jared Goff. And Laporte has been outstanding. And this was a tight end rich draft. And the Lions took the first tight end in the draft. And when you do that, people are going to take note and say, okay, let's see if this guy's the best. And so far he has been. And I don't, I don't really think it's close. Um, he, he has been big at critical times. He has been good from the moment he walked in the door. It looked comfortable from the moment that he walked in the door. But it's, it, it's, it really is a great mix. Uh, between an offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson, who's very innovative, and Jared Goff, who sees, you know, they're very collaborative. They work together well. And then just all the weapons that they put around them. So this this is not anything that, that surprises anybody. They built this thing to be that kind of weapon. And it, it's, you know, just go back to that final drive last week in the win. Um, you know, two minutes and 33 seconds, something like that. They get the ball back. You're thinking pass, pass, pass. They ran it, I think, four times, five times for 29 yards on that final drive, and that's just the trust they have in the running game. Uh, talk about this defense. What What is the vulnerability of this defense, if there is any? They don't rush the passer well. They They just don't put consistent pressure on the passer, and when they do get there, they have not closed consistently. Um, look, Aiden Hutchinson's a terrific player, but somebody else has to step up. Josh Pascal made a couple plays last week. He's a second round draft pick that's had some injuries since two years in the league. He's a guy that I would kind of look at and say, if somebody's going to take a step, it could be him. Aline McNeil's been really good, uh, but they just need more. And in this league, if you can't pressure the passer consistently, uh, these guys are going to beat you. I don't care who it is. These, these guys are all good enough to do that in this league. And, and that's what they've run into more often than not. And they've had some problems with, with running quarterbacks. They had some problems with Lamar. They had some problems this past weekend uh, with Fields. So uh, they had problems with uh, Seattle when they played him and, and Gino and what he did to them. Um, they had a hard time getting him off the field. So, uh, look, it's, it's, it's up front. They've been really good against the run, but when it comes down to, to pressuring the passer, affecting the passer, and getting them on the ground, that's where the difficulties have been. When you look at this Packers team and uh, where they were at the beginning of the season, they were uh, committing so many penalties, and it was disorganized and communication issues, and where they have been, like, say, the, specifically the last couple of weeks, what do you see that this Packers team has, has done or how they've improved, or what are you, what are you looking at? 
Well, I see injuries, number one. I mean, that injury list is ridiculous. I don't know how serious yeah. it is or who's going to play or who isn't, but that's, that's one thing. I know Aaron Jones has been in and out of the lineup. I know Watson was out of the lineup early. I mean, it's, it's hard enough for a young quarterback in this league to, to play at a high level, but when you're not playing with guys regularly, I think it becomes even more difficult. And the best thing that could have happened to him was to lean on, you know, some of those big play guys that they have to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones is a luxury. He's a great player, but if he's not healthy and not himself, then that obviously takes away that threat. Um, So, I mean, I've seen injuries. Look, that's a big game that he had this past week, beating the Chargers, throwing for over 300 yards. Um, I do like the receivers they have. We know Jaden Reed well. I know he's had some drops, but we saw him make a lot of big plays at Michigan State. Uh, I saw Watson at the Senior Bowl, fell in love with him down there. He was just stood out above everybody else. He was just fantastic. Um, And Dobbs is a good player as well. I know they've all been inconsistent, and and that's what you're looking for is for those guys to step up and help their quarterback some. Um, You know, I, I obviously am not as tuned into it as you guys, but that's kind of what I've seen is just inconsistency injuries and, and just a lack of consistency makes it hard to, to really get going with a young quarterback defensively. Look, they got talent, man, but I, I know some of those guys have missed some time as well. And it also, when your offense isn't playing well, it doubles up the pressure on the defense and, and, and that can become problematic. I know they're moving through bodies on the offensive line too. So I just, I see a team that, that it, it's hard to find out who you are if you don't have the guys that are going to define that on a week to week basis. Well, real quick before I let you go, I mean, obviously this, uh, I would assume Ford field is going to be completely crazy uh, because there's legitimate hope. You're leading the division. You're second best in the NFC with a real good shot at possibly even getting a number one. If with the Eagle, with looking at the Eagles schedule uh, just talk about the enthusiasm that's been re-injected into that Detroit area. It's off the charts. I mean, it really is. I mean, look, it's always, even when the team wasn't good, um, look, it's the NFL, so it's a big deal. And fans got behind them. But there were a good number of fans that kind of said, you know what, I'm going to do something else for a while. So you show me there's a reason to come back. And I think those fans have all come back. And it is, it's electric in this city right now. And every home game has been phenomenal. These fans have been great. It's been packed. Hard to find an empty seat. Um, so look, they're buying in. They believe in this thing. The eight and two finished last year, the eight and two start this year. Um, winning 16 out of 20 has earned a lot of equity back with these fans. And I think it, it, it's, it starts at the top with Sheila Hamp, the owner and what she's put into place. And then you've got a real likable crew in here with Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. And, you know, the guys on this team have, you know, embraced this city and it, it's, it's, been good and you got to keep it going nothing's finished yet they got a long way to go but it it has been different than we have felt for a long time was great at the end of last year but the one and six start cost them getting out of the box this year and playing well has has been you know something that's really injected life into this city but um look it's as we saw against the bears on sunday they anticipated it'll be the same type of game with with the Packers on Thursday, the Packers know this is the only game on. The Packers know this is a big opportunity, and, and you know, they're kind of running out of lifelines here, so you're facing a team that understands that. So um, I anticipate this is going to be a heck of a game, and, and nothing. the Lions have four division games left uh, along the way in their last seven. So whatever they get in the NFC North, they're going to have to earn against the teams that they're fighting against. Dan, great to have you on as always. We certainly appreciate it, and we'll talk to you real soon. Best of luck to you down the road, okay? 
Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all your listeners. You too, bud. You too. Thanks so much. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, giving us the breakdown. And they don't rush the passer well, which bodes well for the Packers because the Packers are one of the better pass-protecting offensive lines in the National Football League. But who are they going to have to throw to? How banged up are they going into this thing? Uh, some guys are on the list, even though they've been playing through it. Other guys, uh, new injuries. And we'll just kind of have to wait to see what today holds and maybe even what tomorrow holds before it's all said and done. But uh, the Green Bay Packers going into this contest banged up. How big of a game is this, though, if you are a Packers fan? We want to know. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Water Doctors, H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com. That's H2Odoctors.com. And if you want to get a hold of my buddy John Atley over there, and they're great people. The Connecticut Water Softening System by far is the best, hands down. Every time I bring people to my home, I show it to them. I know it's weird, but I do. 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. That's the Water Doctors. And they are huge supporters of the Fisher House and giving back to the community and veterans' causes. So if you are looking for a water softening system, whether it's to own it, renovations, to rent it, whatever it happens to be, new builds, whatever, they can help you out. And if, they, if they're not in your area, that's fine. They will put you in touch with somebody who is a trusted dealer. Uh, H2TheLetterODoctors.com. That's H2ODoctors.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show on this Tuesday, wrapping up the first hour. we got a lot more today, though. A lot more. We're going to talk with Jim Ozarski. Bucks seem to be hitting their stride. Hitting their stride. So uh, we'll talk with him some Bucks basketball. End of the show today. It's going to be like kind of the end of uh, a huddle show because we got to make our picks. So we're going to go through the entire NFL later this afternoon in the final, final hour of the program. We've got some buy or sell. That'll be later today. We've got all kinds of good stuff. And we'll hear some things probably from uh, up in Green Bay as well. So good stuff there. Uh, David says, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And uh, where are you going to enjoy the celebration and watch the Lions game? Uh, me, I'm going to be, uh, I've been stating I'm going to be on the uh, East Coast. Uh, Grant, where are you going to be? You're going up to the family? Yeah, I'm just going to be at my parents' place. Uh, they live up towards okay. Eau Claire, so the northwest corner of the state. Okay. So uh, you're going to be there. Uh, I don't know where everybody else is going. I don't know if people are just having people over or whatever. I mean, the uh, I, I look forward to two things. I look forward to Thanksgiving and then, like, Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, Christmas Day is fun, but it, you know. But to me, Thanksgiving has become more of the – the holiday, so to speak, just because. I don't know why. It just has. Um, and even like New Year's, New Year's Eve and stuff, eh, 
I haven't done anything big in New Year's Eve in a long time. It's kind of become cliche. I get more geeked up for Thanksgiving and that whole weekend, I guess, more than anything. That's kind of the launch, really. I think Thanksgiving is more of the launch into winter. You know, you're launching yourself into the holiday season, into, you know, you know you're now down the stretch. You're kind of like, you know, enveloped in the doldrums of winter at this point. You know it's not going to be warm until June, (laughs) unless you get a couple of lucky days early. You know, you know you're sitting down Christmas Day. You're always sitting down and you're, you know, well, we know Christmas Eve the Packers are going to be playing, but Christmas Day you're going to be sitting down and watching NBA games. You got college hoops. And then once you get around, once you turn the corner and you get into, you know, January, February, you know it's all football and, you know, we are going to have some good, you know, bowl season and all that kind of stuff. We're going to have some good bowl games. But uh, you get into, you launch yourself into the NBA, the uh, end of the postseason when it comes to the NFL, and then you're just, you know, you're starting to sniff February so you can get to pitchers and catchers. I, I, I kind of live my life by the sports vernacular. That's what I do. You know, I just, I, I kind of live my life that way. You know, I know there's people like, uh, you know, Coach Plyo guy says, uh, you forgot about buck hunting season. No. No, I, I mean, I, there's fishing season and golfing season and all that kind of stuff. I get it, you know. But by by the sports that are being played and what I pay, pay attention to, it's kind of how you do it. One hour down, I mean, like right now, that first hour flew by. The question I'm asking is, well, how big of a game is this in your eyes and why for the Green Bay Packers? Hit us up. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 1670 more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.